man. So, um, welcome to episode two, season two. We back at it, and uh, this the conversation right now is going to be um, talking about this the good old transfer portal, portal popping, portal popping, baby. Yeah, portal popping. Uh, so now this should be interesting, man. Uh, I hope you guys had a chance to check out our first episode of season two. D, where can they find um, the latest episode? Man, find that latest episode on anchor.fm. That's our newest platform. But if you've been following us from the previous season, you also can catch us in, in Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We're also there and also Google Play. But now we're hosting on a whole list of other platforms. Let's get it. You know, I think it, I'm, I'm excited, obviously. And, you know, this is... uh. Our podcast we we built a while ago, man. We just we dropped the ball and got busy and life happened. <laughs> man, yeah, you can't say we dropped the ball, man. You know, between having families, being on the road, coaching, full time job, you know, I, I I think the people can understand. You know, we we fell off a little bit, man. <laughs> and you know what, timing is everything. We got the we got to obviously more than enough time to discuss topics and. And do that if you guys don't know us. This is Coach Buck and I'm Coach D, and we we back at it. So uh, let's jump right in. Let's get right back into episode two, talking about the portal again. Me and Coach D are high school coaches. We coach AAU. You know, we got a lot of kids who get recruited every single year. Kids who sign, uh, they go to various levels from D one, D two, D three, NAIA, JUCO. Doesn't matter. We try to place kids as best as we can. Um, so let's talk about the portal today. As of today, I was talking to my boy Meech from Fresno Lady Heat actually yesterday. Um, and you know, we had to catch up and he actually pulled the numbers from him. He had posted something talking about it was uh over 430 kids in the portal, and that's just D1. Well, I did some little research, it is over 430 today, could be about 450, but that's just division one kids that's transferred. There's about 720 something currently overall. That's transferring. And we know the last couple years um, has been that portal has been the, the, the last two years, obviously going back to last year, everybody been talking about, man, these kids transferring and this, this and that. And, you know, um, what's your thoughts, man, on the portal? Like I've been having, I've had a chance to look on Twitter. I follow some really amazing people. I have some thoughts, you know, um, let's, but let's break down the different, uh, scenarios on who to blame because everybody's pointing the finger at the kids. Some pointing the finger at the programs and the coaches. You know, we've all seen our fair share of unkept promises. Um, we've seen our fair share of kids backing out and whatever. But what's your initial thoughts? I, I have some very strong views on what I think about this portal thing too. What's your thoughts on the transfer portal and all these port all these transfers? Man, you, you kind of like hit it that last that last little piece that you said, you know, the coaching style, you know, the coaches broken promises, man. But I, I would even take it even before we get to that, you know, let's go back and look at some of these kids who played on multiple AAU teams, transfer multiple high school teams. You know, I, I kind of feel that that could even play a big picture in, in this transfer portal because if they didn't have that discipline to, to go ahead and, and rock out on that team or go through that adversity, whatever they were going through, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to just bounce. I'm going to go somewhere else. I think it just trickles to everything else. I could be wrong, but this is this is my opinion on, on how I think and how it all starts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Totally agree, you know, and 
Uh, <laughs> I think the portal, you know, I, a really good coach, man. Coaches in the SEC, and she said it's just the new wave. You know what I'm saying? Of of kids transferring. She didn't want to really put blame on no one. And I I kind of had to take a step back and be like, wait a minute. You know, from both sides, you got a kid who sometimes and we see it, man. They they grab these offers, and they usually typically most kids get the highest offer. They they commit to the highest offer. We got programs who come in late. So let's say for example. A kid is um, uh, getting recruited heavily by mid-major and then late, late uh, a, a, a power five comes in. Nine times out of ten, we've seen kids pick that higher level for whatever reason, for height, for social media, for their own personal, you know, uh, challenge. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, we've seen them enter that portal, whether good, bad, indifferent. That's none of us for us to judge. But then I also seen the coach's point. You know, um, it's just a new wave of what's going on, man, and get used to it. Like, don't be shocked. Like, I think I seen, I don't know if you know, you know, Destiny Slocum, the point guard from Oregon State. Oregon State, yeah. yeah man, I was shocked that she was in a portal. I was like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? She she went to Maryland, um, transferred her freshman year from Maryland to Oregon State, and I think that was a family reason. I'm not going to speculate on why. Even this latest one, who knows, bro? Like, that's the, that's the one thing I will defend about these kids is who knows why they left they're not gonna put on twitter why they left they're gonna thank the the previous staff that they played for and keep it moving and at the end of the day man people make their own decisions for whatever reason do i always agree no but at the same time man you know um, i think coaches have a a way they're not going to explain every kid on why they transfer i've seen the program lose six seven kids this year bro the transfers the whole squad bro half the squad they lead in scores i mean it's been crazy with this portal. Like we said, the portal was popping. <laughs> Man, but you know, Coach, that, that really makes you wonder if you got five or six kids coming out of one team, what's going on? What are these kids thinking? Or what is even – what is? let's put it like this. What is the program doing to make six kids leave? Because I don't think just all six kids just say, Man, you know what, I'm out. It gotta be something going on. That's just that's just me digging a little deeper. Mm-hmm. But you know, like we like you said, they might not tell it all. They might not, but something gotta be going on for somebody to leave. Because I'm this is me. I'm a loyalist, right? If I say I'm coming to play for Peninsula, and I'm gonna play for Peninsula, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do anything and everything that I can do to make sure that my that my stay on this team is, is cool. If you got something bad rocking on with the coaches, or who knows, maybe it's a bad teammate. You know, maybe the assistant coach is doing something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what's crazy though? I, I tell kids this because I, you know, we had our 2019 class uh, that 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 played with Peninsula Elite, and they went on to play in college. I think every single kid went D1, uh, and uh, except for one who decided not to play basketball anymore. But aside from that, they all went through ups and downs. Every single one. Oh man, that was that was that was our that was a good class. That was a good group of girls. But sometimes, man, these kids mental. Yeah, they mental not right. And, that, that's, and that's what I was going to bring up. It was that, and I and then obviously, um, you know, the, the the mental part of not understanding like high school and college is different. And we're gonna have a entirely new. Uh, one of the topics we're going to talk about, you know, one of the episodes coming up is going to be your freshman year at college. 
you know, and I think we'll be able to bring on some kids that's, that's, that complete their freshman year. But from our point of view and our vantage point, we'll talk about how tough it is, you know, mentally, like you said, physically, you know, uh, you know, talking to some of my freshman kids who, who played, who didn't play, it's hard mentally, physically, emotionally. It's a, it's a total 360 from high school and AAU. It's not the same. You know, these coaches, as you know, they court you during the recruiting process. You have another daughter, you know, who got recruited by a number of schools, who's at the JT route, is getting re-recruited right now, and she's getting courted. And, you know, we talk about the wine and dining and all that stuff. It comes to a halt when you get on campus. They don't care about your ranking. They don't care about how many numbers you put up. What you doing now? Show me what you got today, you know. And um, I think, like you just said, you hit on, man, the mental part of a lot of kids just giving up and not say giving up. Let me, I don't want to use that word. I would say not choosing not to keep going through adversity, right? Because we always talk about the long game. You know, your daughter, for example, when JC had a very rough first couple months and it had nothing to do with basketball. It's just being away from home, a different style of coaching, um, all those things. You look at her now, fast forward, so much more mature. Went through roadblocks, but pushed through. You know what I'm saying? Every every kid's not built for that, and that's okay. But all I know is, man, like you said, man, loyal is, is saying, you know what? This is about life. This is about pushing through. Because I don't care where you go, D. You know this, man. There's no perfect AAU team. There's no perfect college program. None. That's why it's so funny, too, when you see kids jump from uh, AAU program to AAU program, hoping that, you know, and I get it. Like, I'm not telling somebody to stay put if it's if you've been emotionally abused in terms of a coach is on you and, you and you, you know, it's just going personal or it's just not a good fit, right? And a lot of times people don't even know what fit means. They just say the word fit um, or they listen to the wrong people. People that ain't got nothing. I mean, they've never sent a kid D1 or D2, have no track record of sending nobody, and they're listening to these people. That's the crazy part about it, too. So that trickles down not only from AAU. So just think if you got a kid who's been on, and we know several D, how many teams, how many kids we've seen on uh, multiple AAU teams? We've seen kids play oh a new God. AAU team every single year, transfer three or four times in high school. No wonder why they transfer when they get to college. They ain't never. They ain't got no stability. No stability. But then too, man, we also can't blame the coaches. We also can't blame the kids. But we, we all know who else plays a part of it. Sometimes the parents play oh, a man. part of yeah. it. You know, and and that 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 started from from knee high to a grasshopper mm-hmm. type started. So if if the parents not satisfied, of course that's not that's gonna make the kid not satisfied. So the kid gonna feel like okay. I'm, I'm the second best or I'm the third best scorer on the team. I want to be the top, but I got somebody in front of me. I don't want her to be in front of me. I'm out. Play your position. Play your role. For real. Be the best role player you have until your opportunity comes. Because sometimes being that 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 top dog ain't always what is cracking. Yeah, up. and we'll and we'll and, and the crazy thing about that, we'll explore that on that freshman topic on first year freshman. You know what I'm saying? What to, what to expect, what not to expect. Every program is different. But like you said, man, it goes back to being a superstar in your role. And I think for a lot of people, man, and I'm not saying I got the – I know it all. I made tons of mistakes as a coach, you know, giving advice. But through my trials and errors, I know 
you know, and I can see where a kid's potential may lie. And some kids outgrow certain programs. You know, I'm just thankful to have a number of kids who bought in. And D, what do I always say? I always say, look at the kids who committed to me and stayed the long route. They end up going somewhere. They end up going somewhere, man, man. So actually, well, let's 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 touch that. Let's touch that. Let's touch that right there. And all basically what it is, man, is just trusting in the process, and you know, just being committed to something, bro. Because let's just say, back in the day, I'm gonna take it back for a little bit, y'all. Then we'll then we'll ride it right back. But back in the day, Buck started this program with just what six, six kids, kids, man. Six kids, and they were in sixth grade, eighth grade. He had them playing in some top tournaments, you know. And and from that point, the the kids who who bought in, they went somewhere. But our team was young, though. But man, we had these girls. What young man? I think Lex was the oldest. Lex was in eighth grade. The other ones was in sixth and seventh. Breed Tot, uh, Mel, um. Stella, Stella, Alyssa, you know, the ones that, that stayed with me, man. And, you know, some of them bounced around and, and I don't know, man, it, it just comes down to stability, bro. Like I'm seeing a lot of kids jump and jump and jump. And it's like, there's no stability. So just think when you get to that next level, whatever that level should be, it could be D2, but I'm thinking the long-term game, I'm thinking about a job, right? If you're seeing these kids following a certain person or they listen to what everybody else is saying and they make the decisions based on what people are saying versus what their kids, for example, you have two daughters. Daughter A is different from daughter B. Daughter exactly. A is going to want to be in a different situation than daughter B. It, that, and then that, that not only includes the AAU team, D, also includes how you train them, how you connect with them, what they're looking for, what they like. They're not the same. There's no two kids that are the same. So, and whoever said that, they lied because I'm, I'm living Bro, that it's, right it's, now. It's, man, listen, man. I've had the chance to observe and just peep the scene on a lot of these folks um, who who just jump around. And we, I mean, we, we need to do a part two. Remember our episode, uh, Jumpman, 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 we did? Oh, yeah. That that was actually a very uh, informational, entertaining. <laughs> For real. Remember Jumpman, Jump. Yeah, but anyway, at the end of the day, <laughs> I can't knock anybody that, like, I tell people all the time. I think when folks figure out, and I think this goes hand in hand with the portal, when people figure out that this is a business, all will be well. Meaning, AAU is a business. I hate to say it. I say it in my opening speech every now, every every time I talk to parents. There's nothing personal. This is a business, right? Everybody's trying to run they they thing like a business. When you get to college, it's a business. I don't care what no. Because oh, now time. the more you put into personal time with kids, and we have, again, I've been thankful to have kids like um, Anaya who've been with us since the sixth grade, you know, so we have a personal connection. So I don't ever have to question who she is, right? Uh, but we also brought on kids who've been jumping from place to place, you know, and, and you see how that turned off. You see how, you see how that turned out for us and them, you know what I'm saying? We can oh. argue and say who's right and who's wrong, who care. All I know is about stability and loyal. You know what I'm saying? I think the word loyalty shouldn't be used anymore in AAU because I think you should be only loyal to your kid, right? Like, obviously, if if uh, 
Leilani or whoever outgrew a certain situation, you loyal to making sure your kid is in the best opportunity. Now, I will say that comes with a disclaimer when you got your kid jumping from pillow to post, you know, every other year. That's 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 not being loyal. That's being stupid, you know. And it also means too, like you talked about, everybody is so quick to jump ship without just going through a little adversity. And lo and behold, we got seven hundred and something in that portal, D. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. And what you just said, I'm a fast forward now to our 2019 because there was adversity that we had in that 2019 roster. It was adversity. We were going through some trying times, you know, and the thing about it is we took off so fast in the beginning. And right when we started hitting the, you know, coming through at the end points, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of dipping. It was kind of, you know, when we started hitting, hitting the road and, and you got girls that's bunking with girls yeah. for days. You know, it's a, lot. It's, and, a it's a um, long road trip, especially that first weekend of July. You with each other for ten days. Everybody tired of each other. We've been through it all, but I think at the end of the day, man, they stuck through. The ones that stuck through end up we made education pay yeah. for, man, and that's what it's about ultimately. And 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 I think the beauty of it is I have a relationship with uh, many of them still, you know, throughout just the basketball part. So I'm forever grateful for that. But um, but man, the portal. Um, I think also with the portal, uh, I think one thing that people fail to realize in the numbers that we could break down is coaches getting new jobs, right? We always talk about the kids leaving, but what about the coaches who take another job? That's another reason, or they don't take a new job or get fired, right? So nine times out of 10, these kids are going to these schools. I don't care what nobody say. Most of them are going for the relationship with the head coach, assistant coach. But again, I keep telling these kids it's a business, telling these parents it's a business. Yes, it's okay to pick a school because of a coach is there and you like this the, the, the connection you made and stuff like that. But guess what? They make money. They make a lot. They, it's their livelihood. It's a business for them. So if they get a job promotion and they want to go up and go somewhere else, you can't be mad at them or if they get fired. So I think a lot of those numbers in the transfer portal are skewed because we don't know the percentage of kids who are transferring um, who coach left the program. What are your thoughts on that, Coach leader? Man, that, that's a big thing. And, you know, just like, just like um, you know, I know I talked to, I know I talked to a few girls, you know, especially my own girls. And it's like, look, you say you want to go to the school. You got to think about it. And I want, I want every kid to think about it. You're being recruited by, you know, a nice D1. You know, it's not a mid major. It could be. It could even be a. It could even be a JUCO, man. I don't. I don't care. Are you going to this program because of the coach, or are you going to the program because you see that this school has what it has to offer to you? It's great. It, it, it fits your major. It's in a. It's in a cool location because if that coach leaves, what are you going to do? Oh, I came here for the coach, but the coach left, and that coach can go without somewhere else. <laughs> and man, without without anything, without feeling no kind of feelings or whatever, you stuck at this place where you said yeah. you wanted to be. Yeah, so that's what they picked the school. So, you know, imagine if that if that coach left, right? But then, D, we got to think of it like this too. Let's say player A went to this school. Let's just say let's draw the school. Uh, 
people say they went to University of Montana. They just throw Montana's name. Yeah. They said they go to Montana, have a great year. Um, coach decides to leave. You say, you know what? I'm going to stick through it, right? Here's a scenario that a lot of people don't understand, too, on why kids hit the portal. Um, new staff come in. That new staff may not want you, right? They- well, that's a no-brainer right there, I would say. New I'm staff out. But, again, a lot of coaches going to say, because I've had several conversations with coaches that say, no, I'm, I'm new to the program. I'm new. I'm trying to build and bring in my kids. So they'll allow the kid to play for that year, right, because they need the bodies. They need the roster to be filled. But we know that first year is just it's just – it's just the building blocks. None of those kids are theirs. So they're like, yeah, I got a clean house. By the end of that sophomore year, you know what I'm saying, they're going to ask you politely, oh, you may want to look into another situation because, you know, we're going in a different direction. A lot of a lot of people don't hear that, but that happens a lot, man. When a kid, when a kid is told, you know, they don't have a, a true opportunity, so the kid is like, I'm not going to stay somewhere where you're not going to give me a fair shake. It's not my original coaching staff, so I'm out of here, you know, so – um, sometimes too, man, you gotta be lucky. You gotta be fortunate to have a program that has a stability while you're there for four years. It's very, it's, it's rare, man, especially mid-major, low-major, you know? Um, uh, so, you know, it's, it's a staff, it's a, uh, associate coach that's local to here, you know, decided to, 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 uh, make a decision to step down, uh, from her post, you know? And again, it impacts a lot, not just the, the coach, but it impacts the player. And I think that's why, too, um, this portal is on fire, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you, what you said, you know, and, and that could be true. But then they also got to realize, too, and I don't, I don't know if people understand it, is like once the coach kind of like push you on the out, you no yeah. longer have that scholarship. So you, you got gotta to find a new home. So I think it's, I think, you know, I don't think there's a right answer, wrong answer. You know, we want to push these kids to go through adversity. Also sympathize with the coaches who possibly will get fired or who possibly say, you know, they, they're working at the bottom of a conference um, and they want to, they have aspired, they aspire to go play in a uh, coach in the SEC or coach in the Pac-12, one of the, the power fives, you know, or they aspire to be a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Who knows, bro? Like there's so many different uh, reasons on why coaches leave. Obviously if they get fired, they get fired. But um, how do we hold that against a kid? who committed to a program because of the relationship they built with a high, with, with their college coach. Man, you, you, re- you really claim, but this should be some kind of yeah. disclaimer in there, bro. <laughs> you said disclaimer, you crazy. <laughs> and you know I'm going to be a little off the hook a little bit, but no, man, it, it is, man. And then also, like you said, man, it could be the, it could be the head coach. It could be an it could be an associate coach, you know that you know that the kids because kids gravitate to each person differently, you know, and especially like in our program, we got kids that gravitate towards me, maybe more than they gravitate towards Coach Buck, and we got some kids who gravitate more towards Coach Buck than they do. No, you it's know, just it's what it is. That's, that's just nature. Yeah, you know, I don't expect to connect with every single kid on that on that level, but um, nah, man, this portal was off the fire. We going off the chain. We going continuously to take a look at that uh, because uh, every day, man, there's somebody new getting up in there. Um, also, we found out today, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, the big-time coach from uh, Mississippi State, uh, Vic Schaefer, you know, uh, he left to go to Texas because they got they let go. They didn't let her go, but they didn't renew her contract. Coach uh, Karen um, Coach Karen from um, 
University of Texas. Um, yeah, they was let go like this. She was one in eighteen versus Baylor in the same conference. They was Tyler Lewis and the Baylor, so they bought out Vic Schaefer contract. Vic Schaefer obviously has a top five, five or ten program each year, um, uh, and he's going off to Texas, man. Now that entire roster where Coach Schaefer was at, it's about seven, eight girls that are high. Le- I mean, that roster is big time. What do they do? You know what I'm saying? You know they committed to Vic. Um, not for no, they didn't go down to commit to Mississippi at Starksville. Ain't nothing in Starksville. <laughs> you feel me? Ooh, nothing. Nothing you know, at so all. They had to connect with the coach and whoever else that they, they thought was going to connect. But what do they do? Oh, no, man. They got their, their program is yeah. so tight, though, man. You know, but sometimes you you also got to think back and, and really say, man, do one monkey really? Hey, man, sometimes, show? man, especially when you getting courted and recruited for several years and that head person get up out of there and they leave you stuck like, you know, what's my next move? But again, I think I'm all for uh, how do we blame a kid that want to transfer, but then penalize them? They got to sit out a year. That's the part that I don't I don't know. Oh, man. See, that's what I'm saying. That's where that yeah. should come we in. Know the, we know the NCAA is the NCAA, <laughs> man. They're not going to act out of that stuff. So, But no, nah, man, what's good? Portal popping. Season two. You know, we want to wrap Portal it up. Popping. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We back, D. You know, we back, baby. It feels so good. I've been getting so many texts. When y'all going to come back? We need something to listen to. So we uh we, we here, man. We here. We here to stay. Obviously, you know, hopefully this corona stuff uh, don't last too long, man. But right now, it's looking like it's gonna last a while. But until then, we are gonna feed the streets. You know what I'm saying? Give everybody what they need. So, man. um, any last words? I know. Obviously, y'all can catch us on the um Open Gym podcast. Uh, you can find us on all the apps, the the Google Play, the the iTunes or the App Store, whatever, uh, where you can find it. But um, uh, you know what? I had a question for you too. You know, if they uh, can you let the listeners know they can download the Anchor app and find us right too, right? Yeah, they they can go to um, either the Google Play Store or you can go to the Apple iTunes Store and download Anchor. Um, it should be under Anchor. Like yeah, and I like Apple the user face, the interface on there. It's really, really user friendly. Um, so, nah, download that app, you know, and, and and give it a listener too, and tell us what you think. Give us feedback, Twitter. Um, Instagram or Facebook, if you guys want us to, to tackle certain questions and whatever the case may be, or uh, discuss certain topics. So, or also let us know, you know, who you want us to invite onto our show. So uh, we, we're big about quality. We're not going to be pushing out episodes every single minute. That's not what we're about. We like to do a little bit of our homework and research before we, you know, just throw stuff out there um, um, for the sake of just feeding it. But we want to make sure it's, it's top notch as best as we can. So. Well, yeah, man, now we talk about the portal and stuff like that. I think it's also important that we, you know, in some of the segments we talk about possible solutions. And, you know, not every time we have a a, a discussion on a different uh, topic, we, you know, not all of them are going to be solution-based, but it is good to bring up opinions on what we think, you know, can happen or things that make it better, pretty much. And I think we all, we're all guilty of throwing out problems in youth basketball. You know, we're all guilty of all that. Um so I think it's important that we also try to find those have solutions. Yeah, I think that's key. What you think about that? Man, that's that's a big that's a big part, bro. I mean, we could all sit out here and, and cry, 
you know, over the spoiled milk about everything. But if we can make this better by coming up with some type of solution, it might not be the right solution, but at least if we say something about, you know, making it better. Yeah. It may, it may spark, it may spark different ideas. You know what I'm saying? You know, it might give somebody different ideas to do certain things. So um, my, my idea, like, you know, in terms of the, the transfer portal, I think I heard, a couple people say, man, they shouldn't be able to be able to play right away because, you know, the NCAA is about to pass that whole um, transfer where they can, that one-time transfer, where they can transfer freely without penalty. Uh, I think it goes up for vote in a couple of weeks or so. But anyway, in terms of the portal, you know, um, I don't know. I don't think there's a, a right solution because there's going to always be pros and cons. I just personally think a kid should be able to transfer um, freely at least once. Right, it got to be some kind of stipulation because if not, you know how it is, man. It's gonna be like AAU free agency. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> kids kid be hopping every single year, man. How many times have you seen kids jump from program to program, man? You be like, wait a minute, didn't they just have that jersey on? Or, man, hey, for real. You know, so I think definitely a kid should get one free transfer without penalty. Definitely, like if they if the if the um, head coach leaves or whatever, a kid should be able to transfer right away without penalty um, and stuff like that. But this whole two-year ban and that, like you said, we were talking about off the record, you know, kids going to be 24, 25 if you have to let, make them sit out two years and, you know, they don't got eligibility and today, uh, 21, 22, they're going to be graduating and done when they 24, 25. That don't make no sense. No, nah, because then, then kids who are, like, really coming in, you know, um, high schoolers, if they get a chance because of the transfer portal and, and all of that stuff. But if they did, you imagine an 18-year-old kid playing against somebody 25, 26 <laughs> years old? Bro. Man, it could happen. But, no, nah, but solutions, I think, I definitely think, you know, one of the things that in terms of the portal is, I think, to be more proactive basically meaning the recruitment of these kids. And I think a reason why a lot of these kids uh, end up transferring or even, you know, uh, whatever, the reason why it don't work out a lot of times, especially freshman year, is because the college coaches don't get a chance to really evaluate the kid as a whole, right? We see all these college coaches at these big events, whether they at Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, independent uh, events, um, they scout, right? They they doing their offers. They doing all the stuff, the evals and stuff like that. But do they truly know the kid? Yeah, they may be on the phone with them. Over the phone, you know, it's like a honeymoon, right? We all know about the the smoothing that goes on um, between the coaches and the and the players, and vice versa or whatever. Everything is being nice, but you know. And then you got coaches that that may come to an open gym and see a kid practice. But to me, that's not enough time. You know, what I'm saying to really truly evaluate what type of kid is coming to your program. So I think, number one, the NCAA needs to open up that calendar a little bit more and not even open up the calendar. It mainly stop having all these dead periods where coaches can't interact with these players. The more time these coaches got to interact with the players that they're offering, the more they're going to get a sense of who that kid is. That's my personal opinion, man. You know, I have a kid that was getting recruited for two years, you know, from, from a head coach. And that head coach and her built a bond that was inseparable. You know what I'm saying? And and she's having an amazing time at that school where she's at. But at the same time, yes, that could have went left or, you know, it didn't work out. But the chances are higher when there is a genuine relationship versus, you know, I've seen it. You've seen it, D, where 
a kid get all these offers from these low majors or mid majors, and then a Pac-12 or a big uh, a Power Five school comes in at the last minute, scoop up that kid, and the kid is so happy and enamored about getting that Power Five offer, and then let and behold, they really didn't they didn't get a chance to build nothing. You know, no no disrespect to the kid because they want to sometimes take the the highest offer because they they believe in themselves and their ability, and sometimes it works. But a lot of times I've seen it where they in the portal the very next year or whatever they're trying to transfer because of you know the, 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 there's no real eval going on in terms of that. You know, what's, what's man, <clears throat> my bad, coach. But yeah, I mean, bro, th- let's think about it, man. Right? Let's just say. You know, kid been looked at a couple times. Kid get a good, have a good game, and next thing you know, a coach then jumped on him. It's like, oh yeah, this is the one right here. This is this is the kid I've been looking for. You probably seen him two, maybe three times. For real. And next thing you know, they over there at your school, and you like, damn, why did I why did I recruit this kid? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't evaluate him enough. I'm gonna be honest. Three seeing a kid three times, that's man, that's like trying to find a needle in a haystack yeah. to me, bro. You 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 gotta put in work. Yeah. Get to build relationships, man. And like you said, um, try to get out and see them a little bit more, man. And, it, and that's one thing coaches don't do no more is show up to a kid's high school practice. Now, don't get me wrong, now, there's some. It's not enough of them doing it to actually see them outside of their AAU team and see them mingling with a whole different side, because you know your high school, some of the high school teams just ain't that good. Yeah, and I think like it goes, it, like you said, it goes back to just yes, you know, maybe seeing a kid six, seven, eight times, and sometimes it takes a coach fifteen minutes to see if a kid can play. Boom, you identified that kid that she can play. Then the next thing is not only just continue seeing them play but really getting to know them, right? And I know a lot of times um, the assistant coach, you know, they get split up until figuring out who's going to deal with the post players, who's going to deal with the guards, whatever the case may be, how they recruit. And then the head coach gets in later on and then they develop a relationship. And then the parents are not really involved from start to finish, right, because they're just talking to the recruit. You know what I'm saying? And I think the parents need to get involved more earlier on, not in a negative way, but just to try to get – to know the families, man. And I think it's hard to do that when you only, you know, like you said, you see three games, you offer them, you talk to them on the phone two or three times. You know those first couple of phone calls, those phone conversations, you know what they're going to be like already. Hey, how's it going? Uh, what you think about this? Oh, thank you for, the, for watching. You know, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's the honeymoon phase. You know, so uh, that's just my take on it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is being more proactive about ways in preventing that portal. Obviously, kids gonna be, kids gonna transfer for a number of reasons: getting homesick, number one, um, uh, playing time, the coach did them wrong. You know, maybe it just wasn't a good fit overall. But I also just think if they can develop relationships with the coaches and not just one coach, all the coaches. All the coaches, yeah. But what you just hit right there was a good fit. That right there is like one of, I would say, one of the major factors, bro, because just sitting back and looking at all of this, you know, from a, from a parent's perspective and then also, you know, as a coaching perspective, man, and you, like you said earlier, name chasing, bro. Stop chasing Ooh. these schools because of the 
name. Ooh. You know, if it's if it's pray, pray view hilltop <laughs> community college, you know, whatever, and they're saying they're gonna get this, this, and this, and that's where you fit, that's where you know you go play at, that's where they're trying to build the program around you, whatever. Be like, okay, I know it's this school right here, but they're offering me everything that I need. Well, you know, but you know why though, right? It's the it's the social media stuff, right? It's the perception. I think a lot of kids um, pick schools based on the name. They pick schools based on the reaction that they're going to get from everybody else, knowing knowing that they're going to be a filler. You know what I'm saying? Meaning they don't, they're not going to get a chance, a, a real chance to play. They fill in spots just to have bodies on the roster a lot of times. And they don't get it. But, you know, um, I think that's just my, my, my thing about the portal. Obviously, there's much more systematic things that we can – kind of dive into, but I think just for the for the most part, the biggest solution for me is uh, to cut down on these transfer managers, allowing these coaches um, to, to, to interact with these players a little bit more. You know, they got such a, a small amount of time to get to know these players um, because of the, the, the window and the calendar and the dead periods at the NCAA. Um, had just open up the calendar, you know, just, you know, obviously have restrictions and stuff like that, but open up the calendar so these these coaches can get to know these players a little bit more, man. I think that's the, that's been the big thing for me. Man, hey, let y'all hear us. Open up the calendar. Let the kids talk. Let the kids talk to these coaches. Seriously. Let the coaches. Hey, but also, I think the parents should be interviewed, bro. It has to be, man. You know, I, you know, I. It, because I think obviously you know the parents gonna be rehearsed. They already go, oh yeah, my daughter this this and that and blah blah. You gonna get the real families. You gonna get the ones that's you know just doing it to try to get an offer or whatever. But coaches, they've been through this, man. They know what to expect from um, a lot of these. Uh, but just do their background research. You know, AAU, not just their first AAU program, because you know many of these <laughs> many of these kids have been on three or four. Ask them why you want the AAU program. Why you had an issue with that high school coach or, you know, go in depth and figure out what happened. Maybe, you know, who knows what happened, you know what I'm saying? But don't leave it open-ended to where when you get, when that kid gets to your school and stuff pop off and it's a little bit of adversity and they decide to leave, well, the writing was on the wall. They transferred to a high school four times. They've been to four schools in four years. They played on four or five different AAU teams. What you think was going to happen? It's a pattern. You know, that's a pattern, pattern, you know, so um, but it is what it is. I think those are just some of the some of the solutions that me and you, you know, thought of in terms of uh, trying to prevent these numbers in that portal to continue rising. All right, man. Like you said, man, it is what it is. But, hey, we threw out some solutions. If y'all agree with us, man, we're going to we're going to open up the lines for y'all on this one. Hit us back and let us know if we were too far to the left. Maybe we went too far to the right. But who knows? Our solution could be something that could be right down the middle. Yeah. So when y'all hear this, we'll open up the, the messages. We'll take a couple in. We'll love to hear what y'all got to say. Facts. I agree.